Hello, folks. This is Justin. You are listening to the Welcome to Your Doom show. This is part one of episode eight, where we talk about Fantastic Fest. Uh, we go over some of Uttal's favorite films, I think his top five. And then we also talk about a couple of the films that didn't really hit with him for whatever reasons. We also have episode 8.2 coming out shortly, which is going to detail our times in New York for New York Comic Con 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your doom. gentlemen how you doing it's justin what's up guys it's Uttal. so the last time we talked we talked about where we went yeah uh, so i'd gone to fantastic fest you'd gone to hawaii yes we're gonna talk about one of those things not I'm, hawaii fair okay. good i didn't want <laughs> um uh yeah so we're gonna talk a little bit about fantastic fest but we also went since fantastic fest and like what was it like two weeks ago yeah it was two weeks two weeks ago we Shit. went to new york we went to New York, and we went to New York Comic Con, and uh, we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, what we saw there, what we thought. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've been, because I, you know, uh, I mentioned before on the show, I lived in New York up until about 2000, from 2008 to 2015, and I think pretty much every year I went, but for the last two years, 2015, 2016, I did not go, mm. and this was the first time back after two years, and some things changed, and uh, but it was generally a good experience, I enjoyed it, um, but I think what we can do is just jump right, in. we'll skip news today, I think we have a lot, you know, we have a lot, we to, got talk a lot about. to cover, yeah, yeah uh, and jump into just talking a little bit, we'll start with Fantastic Fest, you want to start with, no, we'll start with Comic Con, I feel like the Fantastic Fest stuff will be more, I don't know, sure, yeah, hey, what you, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Do you want to do rock, paper, scissors to what? see what we start off? Fine. Which right. one are you going for? Which one? If what you do you mean? Like, were you going to tell me? You want me to tell you what my move is going to be? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> if That's you, not how you win. play this game. Oh, God. Okay. We'll just do this. Whoever yeah. wins gets to choose what we start on. Okay. Now, yeah. are you going to put rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> don't you try that shit with me. <laughs> one sir. and done. None of this. All right, go. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors. Gotcha. He right. scissored We're me. We're going with... <laughs> You're that up. came out wrong. No, it didn't. <laughs> uh, we are going to start with Fantastic Fest. All right? I was drinking. That's why I was talking. No, okay. that's great. Cool. Let's do it. Before we jump in, we are drinking some interesting stuff today. Mm. We've got... Uh, this Event guy. Horizon. Uh, this beer... Actually, this was on the Instagram post I put on before we started this. Um, this is from Halo Brewery. This is the first time I've ever tried their stout. It's a stout with... I can never say that. Can you just say... Hang what? on. Let me just read this. Please. Foreign extra stout with Sassaparilla. Event Horizon. Sassaparilla. I thought it was... There's a way to Sassaparilla. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sassaparilla. I don't know. I've only ever heard Damien Marley say it in a song, <laughs> and he says Sassaparilla. I think so. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm gonna say it like that until somebody tells me I am annoying and wrong. Hold on, I'm so. looking. I'm actually looking it up now because I want to know how to pronounce this. Thing. But this also has a really cool oh. label, uh, and the fact that it's called Event Horizon does not surprise me because this label is kind of awesome. I yeah. would have picked this up uh, a blind pickup because it's a really nice. Uh, 
really nice bottle design. I went a few days ago and that's when I, I picked it up directly. I mean, they only sell out of the one place and I picked it straight up from there and it was like, as soon as I tried it, I was like, I'm, I'm getting like a bunch of these. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. Do they let you try it before? Like, you, or do you just get a, do you just no, get like they, a half pint or they, something? They or? sell, um, they sell five ounce pours, which are like two or three bucks. Oh, and then okay. they sell, I think 12 ounce or eight ounce or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think 12 ounce pours for about six seven cool. bucks and then this bottle itself was i think this one is either 650 or seven so yeah totally it is smaller it. than the next one which we're gonna which we are actually so we finished this bottle we're, we're now drinking the great lakes brewery uh seasonal called the saison du pump saison and it's like a sort of a, a sour-ish uh pumpkin ale which is really really cool and actually i i like the bottle so much that i actually bought some prints last year and I have them up on my wall here, and uh, it's 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 good. It's uh, like I said, it's kind of sour with that pumpkin yeah. infusion. So that's what we're thing. drinking right now, and yeah, I think we can jump right in. There we go. All right. Ah, with that, fantastic fest. We talked a little bit about w- how it's run last time, I think. Uh, but one, you know, one of the things I, that really stood out to me when I went there, uh, this is in Austin, Texas, and when I went there. Um, the Alamo Draft House in South Lamar, it's run really, really well. Like, basically, it's all at the Alamo Draft House. I think they have nine screens. Um, no, actually, they have more. They may have had to. Yeah, more, they 10 or 11 screens, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, and basically, the way it's done is that a bunch of movies are playing in different slots. Mm-hmm. 24 hours, like, basically, uh, starting at 10 a.m. the day before, you're able to choose your, your top first, second, and third pick. You choose it, and then at 2 p.m. it takes everybody's input, and then algorithmically actually just gives you your entry tickets. Right. Right? And now you may not always get your first top pick. I ended up getting my top pick most of the time. The times I didn't get my top pick, I wasn't too concerned because I wasn't dying to see the movie that was my top pick. I was okay to see, you know, whatever. Did they, for, for some of the more popular films, did they offer more screenings? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so they, so the, like the, the films smart. that they knew that were going to be a little more, they'd have like two or three screens. Like, uh, you know, for the big date, like the big opening night and closing night films, they had, they had uh, multiple screens for those, for okay. example. Um, so it's pretty great. It's all done through your phone. So you go and your badge. So you just walk in when you get your ticket on, you know, through the app. Uh, you just walk in, they scan your badge, and it's, you know, whether you have the ticket or not, you, there are no physical tickets. Nice. Uh, it's all done on the back end, and it's really, really seamless, really great. There's a bar, like, I, I've always wanted to go to an Alamo Draft House. Never been to one before. There was a bar, there's a bar in the lobby, there's a cocktail bar called the Highball right next to it. Really, uh, really cool, uh, really cool spots, and the whole place is liquor licensed. You get... If you get a drink at the highball, you can grab you can, you can take your drink and you can just like walk over to the theater with like a pint of beer, nice, and sit down. And then in the theater, they have really great food service. And I ate like lunch and dinner there like so many times while I was watching movies because oh. they have. But the food is really good. Wait, they do they do food service and drink service? Yeah, in the, in the theater, theater during yeah. the movie. During, well, they take it at the start, but you can order anything during the movie. They have a really good system of you writing stuff down. A little thing. Uh, a little hook thing where you can put the paper and then they come in, they read it, and they'll bring you your food. Interesting. It's really great. The way they built the theater is like they have seats and then a, a space where servers can walk through. Ah. And then seats and then a space and then seats and then a space. So it's like really – it is built for service. That's and it's done really, really well. Because you'd think that like you don't want it to be like um, 
you know, inhibiting from people watching mm-hmm. the movie, especially like the Alamo draft house is known for like coming down on people talking and hard, texting. Ta- yeah. Talking, texting Man, I want to, if, if I see somebody turn their phone on during the movie, I want to just walk up and slap it out of their hand. Yeah, like, absolutely. Cut that out. Uh, they are very, and they have these PSAs at the beginning and they're all really different about, you know, no talking and texting. And a lot of them are really funny. Yeah. Uh, no talking. You can look them up on YouTube. Uh, but uh, the, no toxic, to- toxting. No toxting. No toxting. Don't you dare toxed in this movie, yeah. or else yeah, shit um, is gonna go down. Yeah. So, so that's sort of like setting the 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 scene in terms of like where I was and what kind of environment it was. The culture there is this. Everybody is super sweet, super nice. I got to meet a lot of people that either work in the industry, people that I admire, people that I like I, articles I've been reading by you know by folks I've been reading for years like these writers were there like these that, that work you know that work for like joeblow.com and arrow in the head and like a couple of other podcasts I listened to these folks were there mm. um, and it was really fun to meet these people uh, and uh, and I just hang out with them and like have drinks and talk about movies it was just like it was it was a lot of fun I, I can see why that culture is so uh, uh, what do you call it? Like it's just so uh, inviting. It's yeah. very family. I was gonna say family. Not family friendly. friendly. It's 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 like a family. Yeah, they are yeah. like a family there. Um, so and it was like my first time there. Uh, I've always I've never you know been a part of that community, but I've always like at arm's length been reading about them constantly. And, uh, you know, for years, since the 90s, you know, reading about the Alamo and reading about Fantastic Fest and finally got to go. So, uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the movies I saw. So uh, I'm going to go through highlights, lowlights, and maybe an honorable mention or two. But uh, let's start with the highlights really quick. I'll try to, you know, I'll try to keep this, keep this brief, but Brawl in Cell Block 99. Um... This was a really great movie and an amazing follow-up to um, uh, Bone Tomahawk. Uh, Craig, I believe his name is Craig S. Zoller. I should have had that open here, but uh, maybe you can maybe you can check fact check me on that. Um, the director, the writer, director, yeah. yeah, who wrote Bone Tomahawk, which I absolutely adore. If I had to choose between the two, Bone Tomahawk is still uh, something I I like more because I'm a sucker for a western. Like genre, yeah. I think it's just a genre thing. The filmmaking is top notch in both cases, and in, in, in some cases, Cell Block Ninety Nine, I can see his craft getting a little tighter. He's getting better at what he's, you know, at what he's doing. Um, Vince Vaughn, like you've never seen him before. Like this guy, he is just a brute in this yeah. movie, and he he shows it. The choreography is really something. Like, remember how deliberate everything is in Bone Tomahawk. A lot of long shots, not a lot of cuts, and like the the violence being hard hitting and brutal. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same thing, but sort of in a prison setting, and like some of the, it's like a very, a very exploitationist kind of like violence where the violence is just there is there is okay. Let's put it. This he's way. like an ex boxer or something like that, right? Or I don't know if he's a boxer. I can't remember if he he might be. He must be. I, I think. Oh no, you right. No, he is. I thought I read that. I, I haven't yeah. seen the film myself. Yeah, and it's been a little while since I watched the movie, and I'd seen so many since then. But I, I he does have. I, I recall a conversation in film, in the film that he talks about boxing. Yeah. Um, but one, two things I want to highlight. One is that there's a scene straight out of Street Fighter, and you will know it when you see it. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty funny. 
all I could think of was Street Fighter. I'm just picturing Vince Vaughn like, um, oh, who's the sumo wrestler? E Honda. E Honda just going across the screen really slowly like this and headbutting. Oi! No, no. Um, there's a, there's another scene, and when you see the movie, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, and the other scene, there is a there is a scrape in this film that you will not soon forget. I think we can simply leave it. Oh, the other thing was that Udo Care is in this movie. Love me some Udo Care, dude. Udo Care, and he's great in the movie. And Udo Care was at along with the rest of the creative team, or the 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 team was at Fantastic Fest. Yeah. And just to see this guy in person, I'm like, you are just a marvel of a man. When you look at him, he's like, he's like, I don't know what to say. When he looks at you, he's hypnotic. <laughs> like, I'm in a trance. He's got those crazy bug eyes. Yeah. It's like, you know, Christopher Walken, Udo Kerr, and Michael Shannon are part of like the same weird bug eyes family where they all have these weird Michael stares. Michael Shannon, though? Oh, Michael, no, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Sorry, I was Zod. thinking. No, no, no. I know. I was thinking of dude. That um, guy's he, eyes are constantly trying to escape his skull. Buggers. I was yeah. thinking of um, the guy that played uh, the main Lycan in Underworld, Michael Sheen. I was thinking. Michael oh Sheen. no, no, not. I was Michael like, Sheen. that guy is adorable. <laughs> he is. He is adorable. <laughs> he has no bug. Michael guy. Shannon, Christopher Walken, and Udo Kerr are kind of like three guys are kind of lumped together in terms of their performances because they're they're usually very strange. Yeah. Uh, you know, playing villains or, you know, whatever. My favorite Udo Kerr line is from Blade. <laughs> when he's talking to Stephen Dorff and uh, he, what does he, slaps him? He slaps Stephen Dorff. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then Stephen Dorff comes and grabs his face and puts his hand on his face. It's this weird, like, erotic moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Udo Kerr is just like, you bored me. <laughs> and then he just walks away. I'm like, when I was watching this as a kid, I'm like, I don't, what is going on? This yeah. is crazy. And yeah. Udo Kerr's face is burned into my head because I watched Blade so many times. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. just to see him in person, it was it was amazing. And he was at uh, the the big, the great debates where he was debating, the d- debate was um, Christopher Lee was the best on-screen Dracula ever. And he was arguing against that. And Udo Kerr himself has played Dracula. Yeah. And uh, and just him. I was in a crowd of people chanting, Udo, 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 Udo. And I'm like, and it was so surreal. I was looking around like, what is, this is insane. It's like this fever, like that's like gone over the entire, uh, it was in like a, it was in a boxing gym. So it was like, it was just like, it, it reminded me of the scene in Blade with the bloodbath where everyone's just like, Screaming and yelling and yeah. chanting and stuff. Oh, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was great. Um, so that's that's cell block, cell block 99. 99. Great. Like uh, it's 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 hyper violent. If you if you like Bone Tomahawk, you're gonna love this movie. Um, the next one I want to talk about is Bodied, which is a uh, Eminem produced uh, film by a director named Joseph Kahn, and it is about battle rap, but it's like Eight Mile if it had a sense of humor. And uh, a scathing sort of commentary, uh, social and racial commentary. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, it's uh, it's a tremendous amount of fun. The the film is, is it's fun. It also has like a brain in its head, something to say. And it's also a very like um, uh, it's like well acted and well shot. And this is this the movie got a standing O. Nice. Like the only got a standing mo- O. Yeah. It's the only movie that got a standing ovation at, at the at the show, at the festival. 
So I highly recommend it. I don't know when it's coming out. I think Brawl is Brawl out already. I, did it come out? Brawl. Brawl oh, Brawl and uh, yeah. Solar Canyon. Um, I think it's available on video on demand. Last time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, definitely go check that out. And Bodied, if it if, you know if it goes on VOD or you know comes out on video on Blu-ray or if it goes to theaters, definitely go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not. It's not. You know. You, people think eight mile when they see it and they kind of like groan. It's not. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like it. That was the, that was the trailer you showed me that started off with like the ner- the nerdy guy. Yeah, the nerdy guy getting, just getting just ripped apart, yeah, by getting the, destroyed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun movie, but it's also like it manages to hit all the right notes with yeah. like commentary, fun, uh, drama, uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's just like it's a kind of like a cinematic experience. It's really not meant to be like down, dirty, and gritty. It's kind of meant to be um, a little surreal. The whole thing is meant to be surreal. So yeah, um, so that's bodied. Um, I got to meet one of the actresses from the movie. She's really funny, really great. Um, and that's the thing about these films. Like a lot of these people are here for the movies, and then they just go out afterwards. They go to the the highball, and like you know, there's events. And stuff, and uh, you get to meet a lot of the people in the movies that you just saw, which is uh, like I feel like that's the only place that's like that. TIFF is not like that. Like the Toronto International no, Film Festival no, is not really not. like that. Uh, but here, it, you know, it, it is. It's pretty great. That was actually shown at TIFF. Bodied. In, Bodied yeah. was. I think Brawl was as well. A lot of these Nader, movies yeah, were. Brawl was. Nader yeah. was there, right? He Nader. Saw, yeah. Did Nader. he meet Vince Vaughn? I think he met Vince Vaughn. Uh, he might have. Yeah, yeah, he I might have. He did. Our buddy Nader. Um, bodied, it just, the only thing I'm looking at right here is initial release September 7th, 2017. I don't know what that means. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. It might be available like on video on demand or something along those lines. Right. iTunes, whatever. Right. So have a look and, and, uh, see if you can find it. Yeah. We'll, we'll also, in the description for the podcast, we'll also put the trailers for sure. all these films yeah. because, uh, some of them are the, the, I know for sure the cell block 99, uh, cell, sorry, not cell block. Cell block. Yeah. Brawl, well, brawl. Cell block yeah. 99. Um, that trailer is really good. Bodied one killed me. Yeah, it's just so good. <laughs> that trailer is yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, they're yeah, they're definitely Red Band trailer. Or at least the no, the bodied one. I'm trying to remember. I think it was. Does Red he Man. swear? I I think I think so. so maybe I think maybe it, it is Red I think Band. So yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So the next one on my list here is Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game is out on Netflix. It is already. On yeah, um, I've got that on my queue. So actually. they debuted it at the festival. And this is this movie was really good. It's like honestly, this is the year of Stephen King. By the way, is this in any particular order? No. Okay. This is uh, that's what I was. I'm, although I'm saving the two that I really want to talk about for last. Oh, but gotcha, other than gotcha. that, these these. Okay. These I wasn't sure not. if you were ranking them or anything. No. Um, Gerald's Game is uh, st- based on a Stephen King novel, and a lot of people saying it's unfilmable because a lot of what happens happens in someone's head. So it's kind of like, but they found a really great way to uh, to film it, and they got two tremendous actors. They're very very good, Bruce Greenwood and Carla Cugino. Thank you. Yeah, Carla Cugino. And um, at a festival where they're showing primarily horror, science fiction, fantasy, and a festival where they're always pushing the envelope, whether it's violence or you know. Uh, uh, like other like you know like gore like you know or even like um basically like a lot of the films at the festival are films that a lot of people would cringe at like you know it's a lot of like yeah strangeness there could be a lot of strangeness at these at at these movies but a lot of you know violence the most cringeworthy moment 
at the show is in Gerald's game. Gerald's game has a scene in which I just, I was just like the entire theater, which was packed was just like shrinking in their seats and shrieking while the scene was happening. Uh, and you know what I just found the other day? I found Netflix released a YouTube video of the Netflix staff reacting to the scene in Gerald's game. No so way. random like Netflix staff are sitting there and it's all cut together really nice. It's, it's like a promo video for the yeah. movie. But they're reacting to that scene. Fuck. And it is like... I'm so terrified to watch this right now. Oh, so I really want to watch it. I do like oh, no, it's, both of them. Uh, dude, no, no. Gino, like, but it's Here's the thing. Violence without context has no effect. The reason this one is so cringeworthy is because you the 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 you care about the outcome. Right? You care. Like you want this person to succeed. And they've done a really good job at um at establishing those characters, especially when it's pretty much a two-person show. It's a play. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. Um also I want to correct myself. I keep saying Cugino, it's actually Gugino. 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 Yeah. My Gugino. apologies. Yeah. Um, I thought I was wrong on that after first. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. This is definitely the year of Stephen King, Gerald's Game. There's another film that I saw there, which was also good, but not like rave-worthy good, which was 1922 with... Um, Tom James. Tom, Tom, Thomas James. Thomas James. Uh, who was not wearing any shoes at any, at any point <laughs> during this thing. He was just like shoeless the entire time. He comes up on stage barefoot. He's a weird dude. So, okay. All right. Hold on. I want to back up. So, um, I've mentioned on the podcast before, I worked for DreamWorks. And at some point, um, Thomas Jane came to DreamWorks and he was screening a 3D film that he put together, which was actually, I can't remember the name of it, but it was an interesting film. It was kind of cool. Right. And he, when he was doing it, he didn't have any shoes on. And I just thought it was weird. And he was like kind of rubbing his feet. And I was like, you're kind of, that's kind of weird. Um, In hindsight, I think I shook his hand. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of <laughs> Jane Feet. I've never watched these. Uh, no, uh, I, I like them in films, not that much. Um, but no, like so. <laughs> so, anyways, I thought that was weird, and I've had that in my head since 2010. I think I actually saw this film, and I didn't. You didn't mention to me when you were talking about 1927, 1922. So sorry, 1922. Yeah, that's also a good year. Yeah, um, good you didn't years. mention to me about the. The the feet thing. That he didn't oh, have any yeah, shoes. yeah. You didn't mention that to me until oh. this moment. Yeah. But it was funny. So I've had that carried around with me. And when we were at, I'm going to jump into Comic Con, we were at one of the booths. Um, I can't remember the name of it. The, when they were selling the John Carpenter books. Um, Stone something? Uh, oh, um, Storm. Storm, Storm King, King Productions. Yeah. Storm King Oh, Productions. the guy told us the story about him going to dinner exactly. with Tom James. Exactly. So, Thomas <laughs> James was doing books with them, and he mentioned that, and it blew my friggin' mind, because I'm like, wait a minute, is this a thing? He's like, yeah, Tom hates shoes. And then he, met, he talked to somebody behind him, he was like, hey, this guy met Tom. He met Tom? Yeah, he met Tom. What about his feet thing? I was like, oh my God, like, Thomas Jane doesn't like wearing shoes. <laughs> So now that, that you just funny. mentioned this to me now, like that, oh my God, it's connecting so many dots. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So he was definitely <laughs> being, he's, he's a man of consistency, Good not wearing it, not wearing any shoes. Um, but yeah, 1922, uh, Gerald's game, uh, the dark tower, it, uh, there's a, and, and I'm missing some stuff. There's a TV show coming out called castle rock. Mm. Um, 
and it just the list just keeps going and going. Like this year is the year of Stephen King. Yeah. Gerald's Game, right up there. Very, very good. Sweet. Definitely check it out. I mean, there's one cringeworthy moment, but it's not really a gory film at all, and it is, and it's a character-driven film primarily. Uh, so, uh, and and Bruce Greenwood, I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, Thirteen Days is one of my favorite films. Below by David Tuhi, another another movie I love him in. He puts in a great performance no matter what movie he's in. Yeah. And I got to meet him there, and that was just like, I'm like, holy shit. And he is, can we just say this? The man spends most of this movie in his boxers, and he's an, old, he's an old, older dude. He is in tip-top shape. Oh, yeah? My God, putting people to shame. <laughs> this man is in tip-top shape. Couldn't believe it. He's horribly good-looking in real life. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I just, you know, I hope I'm half the man this guy is at his age because he's he's really well put together. So yeah, I got to meet him. He was very very sweet. You know, he was you know he was heading out of the uh, out to the front of the lobby there. And I I don't normally like run to stop like people unless I'm like really kind of like a kind of like fanboy out. This yeah. one was one where I'm like oh, I'm gonna kind of have to chase him. Yeah. yeah. Like hey, Mr. Greenwood, and he turned around <laughs> and he turned around. And he was super nice and uh, and. Um, yeah, and it was great. I got a picture. It was it was yep. great to meet him, and uh, you know I told him about Thirteen Days and thank me. You know what I forgot to tell him about? I forgot to tell him about Batman Under the Red Hood. I should have mentioned that. Bruce Greenwood does he was the, Batman. He was Batman. You're right. Oh, yeah, shit. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I feel so stupid now. I should have said that because that would have blown his mind. I yeah. feel like he just been like, wow. Yeah. Mentioned that. Although it is Fantastic Fest, so I think maybe other people would. Uh, would mention that as well, probably, because Batman Under the Red Hood, I think, is one of the best. I mean, animated I think it is best animated Batman yeah. films ever. I think it's one of the best Batman films ever. Period. Mm. I think, but that that's a different podcast. Yeah, Gerald's Game, go see it. I wanted to jump back because I did. I did like this movie. It's kind of worth checking out. I think uh, Dark Country was the film that I was talking about that Thomas Jane directed. Oh, that Dark was back Country. in two thousand nine. Yeah. So it has no connection aside from Thomas Jane. But uh, I wanted to give that that interesting, shout out. interesting cool. film, really cool. So check it out. Cool. Next one is Mom and Dad. Now, this movie is starring Nicolas Cage uh, and uh, who, oh gosh, the girl from uh, Hellboy, Selma Blair. Selma Blair, yeah. Now, you feel, you feel like, you know, it, it's, it's directed by the guy who did Crank. Half of the team that did Crank and half of the team that did uh, Ghost Rider. Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor, that's yeah. his name. Brian Taylor. That's uh, his name. <laughs> so this was a midnight showing... And the premise is pretty simple. It's about a uh, you know suburban area where you know you know uh, there's a family of four, Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair being the mom and dad, and a signal comes through televisions that basically drives everyone in the town to uh, all parents to viciously murder their children, and only their children. So it is. A weird concept for a film, and Brian Taylor, I think, nails the tone of the movie. It's a dark comedy horror film. Like, I'd say it's a dark comedy, dark thriller, yeah. right? A dark comedy thriller, sorry. And uh, Selma Blair is actually really good in this movie. She's super physical. Like, she's like, you know, like, she actually looks like she could hurt somebody. Like, I don't know, She maybe she's in, like, she's in great shape or something, but she just looks like she's going for it. Uh, so I was really surprised by her performance. But the cage. The cage. He takes the cake. 
man, he is completely unhinged, like, in this movie. And Brian Taylor takes full advantage of Cage's absolute lunacy. There is a scene between Nicolas Cage and a pool table. <laughs> That's all I'll say about it. But holy shit. It's like a scene that people were talking about at the, sh- at the festival for like the longest time. Oh my god. So uh, it's a really sort of like darkly comic uh, horror film. He's, he rides the line between uh, being sort of like the grotesque, the grotesqueness of like parents killing their children. Uh, so he goes far, but just just not over the edge, okay. and not to put you off, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But he shows you some shit. So I, and it's funny because in the Q and A, Brian Taylor's like, yeah, uh, you know, I'm kind of tone deaf, as you guys probably all know, because you know, like I think he gets he gets accused a lot of being tone deaf, and um, actually, I think this movie's tone is fucking spot on. Yeah. Like, I think he's he might be right about his other. I haven't seen Crank, but I have seen <laughs> Ghost Rider movie, and that Spirit was something. Of Spirit of Vengeance. That was something. Um, and I got to meet Brian Tyler. Uh, sorry, Brian Taylor and uh, and a, uh, the young co-star, the one who plays the younger brother. Yeah. And he's he was super nice, and Brian Taylor is super nice. And uh, Grant Morrison makes a random cameo in the film. No way. Because Brian Taylor's working on Happy. Which is a TV show based on a Grant Morrison comic book, oh. uh, and the trailer just came out for the show, and I think it's going to start airing soon. And he had to fly out the next day back to New York to shoot more episodes. Sweet. So he was super nice, and we were talking about movies and stuff like that. Again, like having drinks, talking about movies. It just the it's the only place I feel like this would ever happen is Fantastic Fest. Yeah, so. yeah. Mom and Dad, really funny. Um, let's put let's put it this way: I got my wife to see this movie, and she actually kind of enjoyed it. And she doesn't like horror films. So um, so the last two here I want to talk about and put a special emphasis on. The first one is called Anna and the Apocalypse. And this is a uh, horror zombie Christmas musical. <laughs> all of those That's things. All of those things. Are really just putting really like the fun back in like the zombie genre because a lot of it's been kind of like it's fucking downer. Yeah, right? yeah. The Walking Dead's kind of a The Walking Dead is drilling that into the ground. Like, um, not that it's intended. a bad show. Huh? I don't know. Ground coming out of the ground. Coming, I don't know. I would, if, it was, if I said drilling it out of the ground, that would have been a pun. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. <laughs> it's the beer talking. It is. Um, no. Uh, fuck. I forgot my train of thought now. Oh yeah, uh, whatever. I don't watch enough of The Walk. I'm like a season and a bit behind. I yeah. haven't even seen Negan go after... I haven't seen the premiere of Negan's entrance. I've only seen yeah. it at the end of the last season. So. I've not seen... I've not seen... I've, I've watched the first season of the show and that was it. Um, I, uh, I've, I've seen... You know, I've read the books and stuff and they're, they're really good. This is a totally different take. This is kind of a... This is more Shaun of the Dead than it is like The Walking Dead. Word. Uh, Word. But the big thing about this is that the music is really good. Like, I'm not a big musical fan, but the songs in this are really, really fun and like upbeat and catchy. And they suit the show really, really well. Sorry, the show. I call it a show, but uh, film. Technically, people in the film industry call movies shows. So you're all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I met... uh, And I met some of the cast... From the film, and they're like they're they're younger, so they're out there just like partying, like and uh, having like a great time. So it was re- it was it was a lot of fun. It's a Scottish. Uh, I said that, I said yeah. that right. 
Scottish film. I have no idea when it's coming out, but when that album comes out, I'm definitely picking it up. So keep an eye out for Anna and the Apocalypse, a, a really fun horror musical, which really doesn't come along very often. And when it does, they're usually not very good. Um, the, the last one I wanted to talk about here was, and don't worry, I'm almost done. I'm almost done, everyone. Sorry, man. Take your time. Yeah. Uh, is a movie called Haunters, The Art of the Scare. It is a documentary about the haunting industry in the United States, meaning like the haunted house industry in the United States. I was really excited to see this movie before the show. So when I got there the first night, my wife wasn't there. I, uh, I was there by myself, kind of just wandering around. And I saw a guy with a Haunters, Art of the Scare t-shirt on. I'm like, hey, like, you know. That's pretty cool. Like, where'd you get that? And, uh, you know, are you excited about seeing this uh, movie? Because, like, I really am. The guy turns around. He's like, really? You're excited? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, that's good because I directed it. <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm like, great. And uh, he turns his badge over. And um, and it's uh, the director's name is John uh, Schnitzer. And he was just a real nice guy. And we talked for a little while, just talked about, you know, the movie and talked about films in, in general. And uh, he brought up a lot of people uh, from the haunting industry and a lot of people who are in the documentary. They were there at the, sh- at the festival as well. Awesome. And this is one of those things where you see the same people, like, over and over again. Yeah. Like, because the show is like seven to eight days long. So yeah. you come back and, and you see it. So I saw him, like, all the time. Then he met my wife. And then we, you know, we had drinks at the bar for an hour, hour and a half. And uh, I got to know him, and he is a super, he was the sweetest guy. Yeah. Um, and now you might think that colors my opinion of, of the documentary, but my wife hadn't met him, and she saw the, sh- the documentary. She really liked it. It is basically it it uh, it's kind of it's funny, it's unsettling, it's it's heartwarming, it's all of these things. Because it's actually showing a lot of the different haunts that happen around the states. And some of them are in the new uprising of extreme haunts. Like the ones where you go in and you get manhandled and waterboarded and like tied to things and putting tarantulas on your face and forcing... Yeah, dude. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Like in New York, there's, um, uh, there's there's one called Blackout. Yeah. And that one, you get waterboarded. Literally get waterboarded in there. And uh, he spends a lot of time at a place called McKinney Manor. I think that's what it's called. And there's no safe word there. And it's like a four-hour ordeal. Oh, my God. Dude, and there's video from, from the sessions that, you know, from, from the events, like when people go through. Yeah. It is so unsettling. It's just, it's demeaning. It's frightening. People throwing up. People are passing out. One guy has a heart attack. Like, it's... No bonkers. It's completely fucking bonkers, right? Um, so he creates this uh, really nice framing device for the entire documentary that makes it very interesting because creates a little bit of conflict between a classic haunter, ha- uh, haunter, yeah. and these new age sort of extreme what they're calling extreme haunts. So. I don't want to say too much more about the the documentary uh, because you know I think everyone should definitely see it even if you're not really into Halloween. It's a it's a it's a it's a window into like into into the the I guess like the strangeness of humanity because people still go to these things. They go like and why and it tries to talk about why people take a shot at yeah. 
why? Why do you want to like scare the bejesus out of you? Yeah. Why do you want to subject yourself to that kind of torture? This is torture. torture. That's absolutely torture. torture. Waterboarding is torture. Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of people in the document, like Jason Blum is in there, like talking about, you know, films. Um, And uh, there there are a lot of folks in there. Um, But yes, it is a great documentary. It, It also, it got an encore. Which is means there's a, a couple of open slots yeah. where uh, movies that have got great fan reaction get played again. Wow. So we got an encore. It got to get play. It got played again. So it's not just me that loved it. A lot of people at the show loved it, and um, everyone sh- like I think a lot of people like I'm trying to promote this because I don't. I think it's going to fly under the radar for most yeah. of the part. For the most part, it's out, I think it's out on Blu-ray now. It came out early October, and uh, seek it out. Buy it. It's got great cover art too, a lot of like great cover art, and um, it's just it's a wonderful it's a wonderful documentary, really well made. Awesome, so, that's cool. So definitely check that one out. And that is the highlights, lowlights, really quick. Lowlights yeah. being stuff I wasn't really, I didn't really like. So one I flat out just couldn't figure out and did not like at all. I saw a 4K remaster of Takashi Miike's Ichi the Killer. That's a pretty famous film <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what like to this day I have no idea what I watched it was really off I just thought it was super off-putting a lot of like women just getting completely annihilated in this film like beat up punched sliced in half like raped it's just like yeah. ugh, torture a lot of torture in the movie um, the literally the titles are written in semen oh yeah it's just like a <laughs> No, really. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank thank you. you. It's a very strange movie, and um, it's really long too. (laughs) Just like uh, the one thing I will say about the movie is that I feel like the the lead assassin character can't remember his name. Itchy. Itchy. Well, no, no, he's not. He's not (laughs) itchy. The guy on the cover. The guy on the cover. He like dresses with these crazy like you know multicolored shirts and a purple long coat. And he's got mm. scars going up the side of his face. Uh, he looks exactly like the Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. And uh, and he's psychotic. So it's... I feel like That's maybe this is the connection's already been made somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, I haven't looked it up or anything. But there's an obvious parallel between him and, and Heath Ledger. So Itchy the Killer. I don't get it, guys. I don't get it. If someone can explain it to me, why that movie is so well-liked, then please, I'd be happy to listen. But, uh, but yeah, on first viewing... Not not a fan. No, it's very very. You lost me at jizz in the credits. I was like, no thanks. Yeah, I don't want to even see that in the credits. Yeah, it wasn't jizz on the credits. It was it. The credits were written in jizz. That's what I mean. Like somebody, like somebody. There weren't credits there, and then semen thrown on it. No, it's, they they it's took it and they're like, and they start fix like this so that it's else. No, 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 no. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. Um, so uh, the next one is that kind of like it, it wasn't. I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It just kind of fell flat. It was a movie called Downsizing, with Matt Damon, and that was the closing film where they managed to shrink people. Yeah, I saw and a trailer for that. Trailer, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, the only thing I'll say about it is that it's got it's got good ideas, yeah. but it doesn't stick to one. It tries to take a step in every direction: political satire, uh, you know, um, science fiction, drama. Um, and uh, social commentary, like all of this stuff, it kind of like takes a step in and it yeah. just uh, doesn't commit to one or the other. 
That's so right. uh, it just kind of feels all over the place. Right. Uh, honorable mentions. I just kind of shit all over Takashi Miike's Itchy the Killer. But he also had another movie, his 100th film, um, which is Blade of the Immortal. A lot of fun. Probably too long. But if you liked 13 Assassins, you'll like this movie. Samurai film based off of a manga. And uh, a lot of like just a really fun fantasy samurai sort of manga driven like film. Exactly what you would picture in your head is probably what the movie uh, Sorry. The movie is probably exactly what you would picture in your head. A lot of slicey dicey, like one guy versus 300 people and him just ripping into them and like great photography, great fight scenes. Um, Probably just too long. You can only see someone slash people in half for so long before it starts to get boring. You can see it for a while. Yeah. (laughs) I love me some long ass fight scenes. So yes, that's my entire Fantastic Fest diatribe. I don't even know what that word means, but I threw it on there anyway. Did you look up what it's supposed to mean? No, I have no idea. You could have literally said any word. You could have picked a word out of the English dictionary. Yep. And not known the meaning of it. And you're saying it. Yep. And I did. And I have no idea what it means still. You should probably not do that. You should probably look it up. Yeah. That could have been like something horrible you just said. That has happened before. (laughs) That was a major edit. It has happened before. I had no idea what it meant. And I said it. And you were like, what? Oh, my God. That is recorded somewhere, and we'll maybe we'll release it sometime in the future. When, when we when we've actually gotten some good mercy, but like or some uh, not good mercy, 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 mercy. Lamborghini mercy. Um, anyway, um, so <laughs> some yes, other I'm time. Like, yeah, I'm like burnt out from that. I, I feel like I was doing most of the talking. We can we should anyway. Fantastic fest. I think you know we'll try and go next year. I'm definitely going next yeah, year. I put it on my calendar already. Yeah. I don't care what's happening in September <laughs> at that point. If yeah, it was. It's tons of fun. It's a marathon though, so it's tiring. Um, so you know, get, you know, getting drunk and having you know, and like having fun versus watching movies. You have to make that choice every yeah. day. You have to make that choice because they're showing movies breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like five showings a day, something like that. Four showings a day. So it's uh, you know, there's a choice to be made there. So, but. I had a great time. Nice. I had a great time. That's really cool, man. Definitely going next year, for sure. I got to see that. Well, we've hit the 42-minute mark, so I'm going to cut off episode 8.1. Stay tuned for episode 8.2, in which Utzel and I talk about our experiences at New York Comic Con. Peace out, folks. Peace out.